Hey, how's it going? Welcome to Death by Internet, uh, episode 5, I believe. Number 5. Uh, my name is Phoenix Trinidad. Uh, I am your host. If you have not listened to this before, which you haven't, because this is the least popular podcast on the internet. Uh, because basically all I do is I talk to myself in a room and record it and put it online and then, and, and that's it. I don't, uh, I haven't gotten to the step of, uh, actually telling people that I do this baby steps, you know? Um, I think I'll, I'll start out by just recording about a thousand episodes. And, uh, once I get that magic 1000 number, then I'll tell people, Hey, maybe listen to this. Um, and yeah, <laughs> I think my fear is that this podcast is only going to serve uh, as like evidence in some sort of court case where the guy's like, uh, Your Honor, judging by the accused's behavior um, and his record of talking to himself in a room and like, I'm just, I'm just scared that this whole thing is just going to be a document of my slow spiral into uh, becoming institutionalized for uh, something or other. I don't know. I don't know. I think a lot of people that talk to themselves, they never, uh, they never really turn out to be normal, do they? Anyway, um, what are talking about? Yeah, so this is the uh, Death by Internet podcast. That name doesn't have a meaning if you've, uh, if you're trying to figure out what it is, it's just the, uh, sort of the theme that it centers around the theme of the internet being my eventual cause of death or a contributor to my cause of death or the death of uh, all humanity in some form or another. So it's a very upbeat, uh, you know, an upbeat, morbid type of podcast, which is the best type of morbid podcast. Anyway, uh, Sorry if you can hear uh, like a fan in the background. I've got a fan on me. It's on the lowest setting, so um, I, you'll definitely be able to hear it in the background. But um, you know, who gives a fuck, really? Who gives a fuck, cunt? Because uh, nobody's listening to this anyway, and it is fucking hot down here in uh, Morwell. Where there is there is no relief whatsoever from the uh, sun. Um, of actually, and if you can hear people in the background, that's just you know that's just the place that I live in. Which is uh, which is my parents' house, my Filipino parents, and uh, they're preparing to have a lot of Filipino people over soon. Which is uh, loud, very loud, and very unplanned and chaotic. And I want to kill myself because I have to contribute to the festivities in some way or another. Um, so it's hot. Our aircon is broken. Um, and there's going to be a lot of people in the small house that we have here. And it's going to be loud as fuck, so my day is basically ruined. It is Sunday, the what day, 21st of January 2018. Um, yeah, so it's, it's Sunday, but, you know, it, I, I, I kind of like Sundays. Like, I grew up Catholic, and Sundays was always... Like, growing up, it was, you know, uh, go to church, help out Dad with the choir. Uh, Dad runs a little Filipino choir and uh, in the local parish here. And uh, I'd go up... I'd get up every morning every Sunday morning and go help him out and I'd do the um the projector like you know those old school projectors with like the clear clear sheets of plastic and then you put it over you put it on like this uh surface that's like illuminated and then like the surface has a light behind it and the light hits the 
mirror at the top and then it's projected on the uh on the big screen projector in front of the whole church and uh that was uh that was my early stage time that was the first time i was uh in front of an audience and i had the responsibility of keeping them informed and entertained somewhat uh actually no it wasn't it was just the lyrics to uh the songs that my dad's choir would be singing and sometimes uh accompanying captions and stuff for whatever the priest was saying which uh i would always fuck up because i was 10 and you should never give any sort of responsibility for anything to a 10 year old that doesn't want to be at church so that was uh that was my upbringing and you know what but I have good memories of that. There was uh, there was one time there was a big huntsman in the projector. It fell onto the projector. I screamed very loudly in front of a whole church of old Italian people, and uh, that was probably my most embarrassing moment up to date. Because um, the next like ten fifteen minutes were me silently trying to get rid of a huntsman off the projector, um, while not trying to scream my fucking lungs out. Which is just another day in Australia, you know? Yeah. It's fucking hot. Um, uh, it's, it's fucking... Like, and there's no relief for a while, uh, especially cause with our fucking aircon being broken. But um, you've got the Australian Open happening as well in this heat, which is just fucking insane when you think about it. Um, I've always thought that it was sort of held at the wrong time I, I, like the Australian Open should be February I know it doesn't really work out with the whole ATP like I'm sure that they've uh <laughs> they've they've probably got their schedule figured out but um yeah tennis playing tennis in fucking like I get sweaty playing ping pong let alone trying to play six uh five set matches uh in the Australian heat well something like I was reading an article I was watching a uh, Gal Monfils and uh, I think it was Djokovic the other day, um, and they were playing, and the the temperature on the court was like sixty nine degrees Celsius or something. Fuck that! That is retarded. Um, there should be there should be some kind of law against that, right? Like I think there is. Uh, maybe I should have done my research, but I think there is like a cutoff point where it gets too hot, and you literally have to get off the court or whatever. Um, and people were, like, bitching that Gail Monfils was bitching, um, because he lost, I'm pretty sure, but he was, like, um, he was almost, he was literally probably almost dying out there on the fucking court, and, um, and he's black, so, and, so he's more prone to be able to survive in, uh, hot weather, so, you, you know that if, uh, if he's complaining, it must be pretty fucking hot. Is that racist? Yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't know. That's like that's. But I don't. I feel like I sh- I should get in trouble for saying something like that. But really, all I'm doing is pointing out that he is black, um, and you know, blackness did come out of being in the sun. Like, there's a reason that Africans are black. It's because you know too much fucking sun there. It's the reason Norwegians are white. Not enough fucking sun there. Yep. You are learning things on the Death by Internet podcast. Anyway, um, what else has been going on? Um, yeah, speaking of uh, Australian Open, how is my boy Nick Kyrgios going? Um, I should probably look this up, but I've, I've been uh, I've been following him. I've been following him since the start, actually. Um, he's he's fucking good. Like, I get that he got in trouble for his. Uh, he's got that sort of attitude that <laughs> that like 
arrogant wog type attitude, <laughs> which I just fucking love. Like I love, but the reason it's good is because he can actually back it up. Like I, like I, I like that uh, Bernard Tomic. <laughs> he just shits on it. Like okay, so Bernard Tomic, he's not good enough to back it up, but I still love the fact that his fucking answer to people asking him questions about like you know what he's gonna do after he loses he's just like i'm just gonna fucking count my millions I'm just counting my millions mate that's all i'm fucking doing <laughs> that's fucking awesome like if you were if you had i don't know how much he's got um like he's he's probably got as like 20 million say or okay if if he has he said millions so i'm assuming he's got at least two million dollars if you have two million dollars by the aid by like the time you're what how old is he 23 why would you not be the most arrogant cunt in the fucking universe i would be doing that every and the reason that it's funny is because you know it's he's he's saying that to sports journalists who are probably the most annoying fucking people in the world like i got um i think i tweeted something out about it the other day but i fucking i love journalism i love good journalists that you know um, investigative journalists, they go undercover and they do all that cool shit and, like, you know, uh, expose whatever the fuck's happening with, like, Watergate or fucking whatever. Um, those guys are cool. But sports journalists are just the worst fucking people. Like, <laughs> if you, like, because I, maybe it's just because I went to school and there was one dude that I knew that wanted to be a sports journalist and he was the most annoying fucking dickhead that I've ever met in my life. He still annoys me to this day, but he's one of those people that like, I'll keep in my life via social media just to watch, um, the shit that he says. And then like, sometimes I'll like screenshot it and send it to one of my other friends. It's really mean. Like, I don't actually like, say, <laughs> I'm just, now that I'm saying it out loud, it sounds fucking horrible, but he's just one of, he's just one of those people, you know, like he just doesn't get, he just doesn't understand uh, it has, like, no self-awareness, those type of dudes, uh, like, what he comes off as saying, and <laughs> I think he is in some, in the media in some sort of, uh, fashion or whatever, but he was just the most annoying person, like, he would pull out stats in a conversation, and, like, like, we'd have a debate about something, it's, like, a sports thing, like, you know, we'd be talking about footy, like, who's the best, uh, midfielder, currently playing or whatever, and I'd be like, oh, well, obviously, it's Gary Abler Jr., blah, 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 and then he'd, like, he'd join in the debate, but then he'd, like, pull out stats and Google shit halfway through the debate, like, what kind of fucking dude are you, like, who, the dude that Googles stats to back himself up in an argument, especially when you're, like, shit-talking about sports, that's the worst kind of fucking dude ever, that's why I hate sports journalists, too, because, uh, actually, there's two sides to it, but sports journalists... Okay, so the people that aren't sports journalists that bring up stats as if they were sports journalists in bar arguments about sports, they're the worst type of people. But actual sports journalists that use stats, I, I like. That makes sense? <laughs> like, stats to back up arguments should only be used in the context of sports journalism. But if you're, if I'm in a fucking bar with you and we're arguing about whether Dustin Martin is better than Patrick Dangerfield, then, and you pull out stats, you're a fucking douche. That's the type of person that, uh, that's why I don't like sports journalists, but no, sorry. That's why I don't like people that think like sports journalists. But the reason I don't like sports journalists now, 
um, like the ones that are asking questions to Nick Kyrgios and uh, Bernard Tomic, is because they ask questions that they ask the questions that you should be talking about in bar arguments. Like, so the, the people that shit talk in bar arguments and sports journalists have actually swapped roles. So the people that are writing sports journalism, and I'm, every time I say sports journalism, you can't see it, but I'm doing those air quotation mark things. But <laughs> the people that write sports journalist articles, but they go with the emotional approach, can honestly, they, you can go fuck yourself. Like the people that, like the people that made a big deal out of uh, that Kieran Jack thing halfway through, I think it was last year, where uh, his family he was having like some sort of fight with his family like his parents and stuff like nobody need nobody outside of that family needs to know that fucking story but sports journalists took that story and just fucking ran with it and turned the entire that entire following uh game or into all about that kieran jack story because he like managed to kick a goal that game which is just fucking bullshit and i know i'm like screaming about something that happened like six months ago but yeah it's just that that's the state that we're in these days people the state of sports journalism is absolute trash and uh that's why i don't mind when (laughs) bernard tommy just is an absolute dick to sports journalists because they always just ask the worst fucking questions like well now that you've uh you didn't qualify for the australian open uh what are you gonna do now are you gonna retire are you, you, you going to retire, mate, and, uh, you know, give it up? Of course, he's not going to fucking retire, but anyway. Anyway, that's just my little rant about sports journalism. Um, that being said, I eat up literally every... I give them all the clicks that I have. Like, right now, I'm suffering because it's off-season of the AFL, uh, and, you know, there's no articles, um, you know, to fucking talk about which just kills me inside, um, because that's, you know, AFL sports articles, especially the emotional pieces by Mark Robinson, that is just how I choose to distract myself from the everyday pressure of, uh, my very boring life, but, you know, that's just my problem, so what's going on, um, what are we talking about, uh, death by internet, what, oh, okay, so the, the big thing that's been going on in the, uh, realm of internet, which, is, uh, which does touch on the theme, the actual theme of the podcast, is uh, sex robots. And I don't know why, I feel like I missed something, Um, like did somebody, like I must have missed some sort of viral video or something, but uh, I just sort of opened up Twitter one day, I think, uh, early this week, and people were just talking about sex robots. Um, So I must have missed something, because like these things have been around for a while now, like I remember... I mean, it's kind of always been, ever since the invention of robots, I'm pretty sure the first time that a human created a robot and he showed it to another human, he's like, all right, that's cool. How can I fuck it? <laughs> like, we got to, right, it's cool that you've uh, you've discovered the technology or the concept of uh, a humanoid mechanical object, but, you know, let's get down to the real serious business and uh, let's figure out a way to stick my dick in it. Um, so I don't have to talk to women ever again, but, um, I mean, it comes at a great time, like, the Twitter banter on this shit was fucking hilarious, and 100%, as with all great Twitter banter, it came from, uh, mostly black people, but, the, <laughs> the, 
sex robots is just something that I I just fucking love the concept of because it's just so that's so human. Like uh, that's just the most human thing. Like that's just the most twenty first century thing that you can fucking think of. Is that um, all right? So we have all this, you know, me too shit. Guys are disenfranchised. They're disconnected from women. So fuck it. Let's just let's just make robots. <laughs> we'll just fuck them instead, and uh, and then we can live in peace. You know, there w- there won't be such division between uh, men and women because you know men will finally be able to. Uh, we're not going to be clouded by the thought of uh, how do I fuck these women. It's more you know how do I clean my robot vagina so that I can fuck it again tonight. Um, I don't know. I don't really have anything else for this. I just wanted to bring up the fact that it's the 21st century. It's uh, we're, we're like half a month into 2018, and all anyone can talk about is sex robots, which is amazing. Like it's a hundred percent where I'm gonna I'm gonna be around to witness the downfall of humanity, which I'm fine with. You know, um, that's the whole reason I started this podcast. Maybe that's what death by internet means. Maybe this whole podcast. The reason I started it, maybe it was because um, I wanted to document the downfall of humanity. Maybe in uh, twenty, maybe twenty to thirty years, aliens will come down and they'll uh, they'll sift through our data, or um, you know, visit our internet or some some way, and uh, they'll they'll stumble across this podcast, Death by Internet. And they'll be like, hmm, I heard this is how the humans went down. Let's, uh, let's see, let's hear a first-person account of how it all went down. And it'll be me talking about sex robots to myself in a room, uh, by myself, being incredibly, incredibly lonely and sad. Oh, okay, that just went, uh, down. I didn't really, that's because I didn't really have anything to say about sex robots. Uh, I did see some things, though, like, the reason that it was, um... The reason that people were talking about it is because, first of all, it's fucking, it's hilarious, and, um, the technology has apparently gotten really good, where, like, they've discovered, uh, ways to make sex robots feel like human skin, and have the, like, the feedback of human skin, and, like, make fake vaginas and stuff. Like, I've never used a flashlight. I, I, th- I want to try one out, um, because I've, I've, you know, I feel like that's just part of the human experience in, uh the 21st century, and I'll get, uh, FOMO if I don't, like, um, yeah, girls and stuff have vibrators and shit, so it's not that, like, there's just so much more stigma attached to a guy fucking a little, uh, flashlight thing than, uh, a girl getting, like, fucking herself with a dildo or a strap-on or, uh, a vibrator or whatever, like, why, how come it's lonely and sad when dudes do it, but, um, when it's a girl, it's not as lonely, I guess, uh, I guess it is, I think it's just maybe... No, I think thinking that there's a stigma attached is probably because I'm a dude. Like, there's probably a million, like, un, like single, lonely, sad women that only fuck their vibrators, um, which is the same as the thousands and millions of uh, lonely, sad men that'll probably end up just fucking their sex robot for the rest of their life. And, like, that is, <coughs> that is happening. Apparently in, um, I think, uh, I've, I'll, I'll pull up a link of it. Apparently in, I think it's South Korea. Yeah, so in South Korea, uh, students are being forced to date by the government because not enough people are fucking and having babies. Like, there's, like, in 
Asia and like I feel like Western society, we got too many fucking people. We got too many people having babies uh, that don't need to be. We got like overpopulation. Like you drive down the highway and just want to fucking, you just want to waterboard yourself because of how many fucking people there are in the traffic. But apparently, if you go to South Korea, like places like South Korea and Japan, where they're generally they're pretty closed culturally, kind of like Japan. Uh, has a lot of, like, national pride and whatever, and a lot of Japan Japanese people don't move outside of Japan. I think it's the same with South Korea. I might be wrong. I don't do any research, and uh, I take in information at the same rate of a five-year-old child. But I, I think what I've heard is that... Um, and it's not just because, you know, it's because of the work culture, apparently. So, like, uh, South Korea and Japan, you're expected to, like, fucking work till you're dead basically i think there's like this sort of social stigma in japan where you're not allowed to leave your job before your boss like you are technically allowed to but nobody does because of the like it's just the culture over there like if your boss stays to eight you stay to eight thirty, or you leave after he leaves or whatever so it creates this weird pressure for men especially um, to just work as fucking hard as they can, which leaves no time to, like, uh, you know, find a wife or a girlfriend or whatever and have babies. So now they're actually seeing a drop in the birth rate and everybody's fucking old and nobody can afford rent. And it's just, uh, it might actually kill Japan and South Korea. I mean, South Korea's gotten to the point where the government, like, could you fucking imagine that happening now? Like, we don't need, we don't need that in, like, Western society, like Australia, you know, in Western Europe or USA. We don't need the government to, <laughs> we don't need them to, like, interfere with our sexual, uh, our sexual life. Because we are, we are probably, like, Western society is probably the most open sexually. Like, we have the most, like, I'm counting Western Europe, like, the US and Australia are probably not as much as, like, Western Europe and stuff. Um, then we're not as sexually progressive. Like, America has weird sexually regressive stuff in their culture australia kind of not as bad as the u.s but still pretty regressive but then you have like western europe places like uh i went to amsterdam last year and like it's just an open chill fucking city and like nobody gives like i went to the red light district during the uh, not during the day but during the like sort of dusk i guess and like the women were out in the boxes and they're you know, it's really weird. It's a really weird experience. You can't really explain it, but like you're walking the streets, and uh, there's just these amazingly hot women in boxes, and they're just sort of like they're looking at you, telling you to come in and whatever. But then at the same time, you've and you've got like obviously you've got heaps of groups of like horny dudes just sort of w- walking around. Some people pretending not to look. Some people um, just being you know, just be like, yeah, like, like, they may as well have their dicks out, but then at the same time, you've got, like, mums with their kids walking around, and they're not, like, they're not batting an eye, because they're just used to it, like, it's just, uh, the, there's no social stigma or weird shit around, uh, sexuality, in a way, which is, like, pretty, it's just fucking progressive, and then you're allowed to smoke weed there, like, you just, uh, that might, it's, that's my favorite city of all time, uh, so far, like, Maybe not of all time, but it just feels like, out of all the places I went to, because I went on a big Europe trip last year, out of all the places I went to, that felt like the first city that I got that I'm like, oh, I could fucking move here. Like, this fits in with so many of my, uh, you know, of what I think is my 
uh, I don't know, cultural beliefs, my, I don't know, my stance on things, like, I don't really, I don't know if I have beliefs or anything like that, really, um, but, like, if I, if I wanted to move to a city where I, like, that I thought would be the most progressive city that suited me, it'd be Amsterdam, because it just, you know, it's mostly the weed thing, I'll admit, I fucking, yeah, anyway, anyway, uh, so, yeah, like, in Japan, they have a very regressive, <coughs> excuse me, uh, they got a very regressive culture, sexually, I guess, like, it's not, it's, I don't know, if you've ever watched Japanese porn, uh, you'll know what I'm talking about, like, there's very, there's a lot of stuff where it's, like, people on a train feeling up women, and that comes from, like, apparently a real thing where, um, I don't know, it just feels like a very regressed sort of, uh, sexual culture over there, because apparently now they're, um, like, you've seen those videos online of, like, rush hour trains in Japan where people are get literally getting pushed by train conductors to fit into the fucking train, and, uh, Apparently, there's, uh, a, a, like, a big problem with sexual harassment on the train, where dudes are just, just grabbing pussy, um, so they've had to, like, split, like, segregate men from women in different carriages and stuff, so, like, that's the point, like, so, I, like, I don't know what a, like, a modern, sexually regressive Japanese dude is like, I don't know if he's, like, you know, wake up in the morning, <laughs> jerk off, to anime porn, go to work for fucking 14 hours of your day, get home, and then go to bed, wake up, it's, it's the same thing, it would be so, it feels like it'd be so cyclical, like, if you've got such a hard work culture, which Japanese do, then I feel like, you, you know, you, you wouldn't have time to go out and socialize and fucking, you know, meet the Japanese woman of your dreams. I don't know what I am fucking talking about right now, but that's just, uh, that's just the nature of the podcast. Um, if you've gotten this part, thank you very much. Uh, this is kind of, I guess this is what I want to do. I mean, like, I didn't really have any plans for this podcast, uh, going into it. I just kind of started recording. Um, but it is a, just a way of, uh, because, uh, like, so I want to be a comedian. Like, that is, that's the dream, um, and I still have a lot of trouble telling people that, um, and admitting to that openly, except for, uh, on a podcast that I put on the internet for free, um, and this is just, this podcast is just a way to work out thoughts, and, uh, maybe I'll pull some stuff from it to do on stage, but at the same time, um, it helps me, yeah, it just helps me finish thoughts and stuff, like, uh, and, just keep talking, I, like, I, I want to, the idea, the goal is to be one of those dudes that can just go on stage and start talking, um, and have the, you know, right on stage is the, uh, I think that's the common way of expressing it, so, like, you go up on stage, don't know what to talk about, or you have a vague idea of what you're talking about, and you just go on stage and talk about it, and you work out bits like that, but for me, at the moment, um, especially because I live, I live two hours away from the comedy, uh, culture in Melbourne, I live two hours from Melbourne, so I can only really get on stage one time a week at most, because I have a full-time job, and I'm an, I have an actual job, um, and, you know, so this is, this is a way of sort of working towards your com- comedic skills, but also, 
I mean, yeah, that's basically it. It's just another way of working to working up my comedic skills without having to go all the way to Melbourne to do it, which is uh, probably not that interesting now that I think about it and now that I've explained that online uh, on the podcast, which uh, nobody listens to anyway. So it doesn't really matter in the end. Um, so that being said, uh, I do have uh, Raw Comedy coming up. If you're listening to this and you uh, wanted to go see a five minutes from a comedian that you've never heard of, uh, from a podcast that you've never heard of, that you... Like, I'd, I'd be very... T- like, so I've put this podcast on SoundCloud, uh, and it has gotten some plays. I don't know if, like, if it counts me... Because sometimes I'll put it up and I'll listen to it myself. Um, I've kind of... I've, I'm trying not to do that, because, uh, you know, I want this podcast to be raw, just my raw thoughts, just put them out there. But really... Um, Really, it's just I don't listen to them because it's weird to listen to myself, talk to myself for 40 minutes. It's weird enough that I talk to myself for 40 minutes and record it. Uh, It's even weirder to listen to that recording while doing stuff as if it were an actual podcast that I was listening to. Um, Because, like, if you live in your head like I do, um, this is, like... That's just the bit that that is also my biggest fear is that just having a constant feedback loop, which sort of um, I feel like a lot of people are more susceptible to that now because of the internet. Um, like you'll see it on Facebook and stuff. People really only go to websites and stuff that they agree with already. Like if it's a political thing, like you'll never like a lot of people don't go to uh, websites that are tailored to the other side. You know what I mean? So, like, if you're, you know, if you were a yes voter for the gay marriage thing, it's very unlikely that you were going to the other side to be like, oh, I wonder what those guys are uh, thinking about. They might have some reasonable arguments. Nobody ever really does that. Everybody just sort of goes on their own shit. Bill Burrard's a bit about it. He's like, I go to armright.com. Like, that is literally everybody's... uh, internet habits and it's mine most of the time too like i try to challenge myself sometimes like i'll go to a subreddit that um i just have no idea how they think that way like uh one of my favorites to visit is actually uh the ones for donald trump supporters because like i don't i'm not anti-trump but i'm not pro-trump either like i i don't know okay i am anti-trump but it's just it's so chaotic. Like I have nowhere to relate to any anything to do with Trump at the moment. Like I don't see the massive hatred because a lot of because he just doesn't he doesn't seem it doesn't feel real. You know what I mean? Like he's feel, watching the whole thing just feels like a fucking TV show that I'm watching and it's interactive um, and affects you know my actual life in some way. Oh, it will eventually, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just a very weird time. And it's just the chaos of the internet. Just, it doesn't, I just feel like I can't have any firm beliefs on anything because of the way that I interact with people. And the, I don't know, but I'm sure this, this is what I'm trying to figure out. Maybe this is what I'm trying to figure out with, uh, the podcast itself. It's like, what do I actually fucking believe in? Like where on, where can I go to, reinforce my beliefs or, uh, just have a, have a, like, find a community or a people or a stance or something that I can stick by, because, like, I'll, 
I do believe in things. Like, I, I voted yes on gay marriage. But then I'll go to, like, the pro-gay marriage left side of things and I'll hear people talk. I'll read what people are saying and I'll, like, uh, try to engage with the community. I'm like, yeah, this, you guys are all fucking dickbags. Like, I, that's just the type of uh, environment that the internet creates. Like, uh, there's people in my life that I'll talk to them about certain things, like the, the gay marriage thing, and it'll be a productive uh, conversation and I'll feel like it's, you know... I feel like it's constructive in a way, even if it's somebody that I disagree with. But then you go on the internet and it's just chaos. It's just people throwing shit at each other. Like one pe- person will say one thing and then another person will like dive into everything that that other person has said in their entire internet history. Like it's a whole, it's just so fucking chaotic and it doesn't feel like it's getting us anywhere at the moment. Like there's obviously great things that the internet has done, but the everyday experience of somebody that doesn't think they have any firm beliefs on anything. It's just watching chaos unfold, really. Um, and that is, uh, that is the theme of the podcast, I guess. Um, yeah, like, I don't really, I don't really, I don't really know what, like, I'm, I'm 24. So, uh, according to, uh, an article that I read on the internet, uh, sometime, a long time ago that I'm, can only vaguely remember, uh, my front cerebral cortex, I don't know if that's an actual part of the brain, but anyway, the, (laughs) from my very limited knowledge and research, the front part of my brain is only, I think I heard this on a Joe Rogan podcast, actually, the front part of my brain has only just now developed, so I've only just become an actual person, like a full-formed adult now. So, like, I don't know what was happening in the previous 24 years. That's all supposed to be uh, character development and uh, preparing me for the place that I'm in now. But now that I'm in the place that I'm in now with a fully formed brain, I still have no fucking idea what's going on. And as you can probably tell by the language and the things that I'm saying right now, I have no idea what I'm doing. So, I guess that is, uh, that's sort of where I am at the moment. And, like, that's why whenever I hear somebody that's my age talking about shit that seems important, I can never really take them seriously, like, when I uh, talk to my peers, uh, like, uh, or people that are, like, a couple of years younger than me, and they're telling me their beliefs and why they believe in it, and I'm like, you, you don't fucking know, you don't know, we don't know, and the, and then, but then you look at the people that are older than me, and I'm like, you don't fucking know, nobody knows, what are you, what are you doing, um, but that's, uh, I think that's just the nature of, uh, 21st century life, hey? That's what it is. That's what it is. Um, anyway, so that's that's where I'm at at the moment. I think that's uh, that's enough for today. Uh, what else is going on? I'm about to watch UFC 220. Um, if any uh, UFC fans out there that are uh, looking forward to that one, that one's going to be a fucking monster of a fight. I've only really just gotten back into UFC because uh, I started kickboxing and uh, jiu-jitsu, I've only taken a couple classes in each, and uh, it is so fucking fun, uh, and now I've got a vague knowledge of what's happening in UFC fights, because I, I used to, like, I've watched UFC, heaps of UFC fights, uh, I used to, like, um, I used to love watching Anderson Silva, obviously Conor McGregor, uh, and uh, Nate Diaz, like, those Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor fights were some of my favourites, um, and it's just so entertaining, because I used to watch wrestling, like, WWE when I was a kid, and now, like, it's pretty much, UFC is, like, the real deal, and, um, now that there's more shit talkers, and 
you know, people promoing fights and getting, like, uh, stories behind their fights and shit. It's just so much more fun to watch. Um, but now it's even more fun because there's that side and I kind of know what's happening uh, technically, which is always a part that sort of threw me off. I'm like, why are they just standing there hugging each other? Like, why doesn't someone go for something? And now I know that um, there is a reason behind that, which, you know, I still haven't really fully figured it out. But that being said, now, like, I... I think I'm about to go full Joe Rogan in my life. I think, uh, cause I've, I've started looking into doing a sensory deprivation tank thing, um, near my, uh, in the town that I work. Like I've always wanted to do that ever since I saw that Simpsons episode. Um, and then, you know, I'm, I'm learning kickboxing and jujitsu and I'm doing a podcast and I'm, uh, I'm into comedy. I think like, I think I'm, I'm in that, I'm going to be one of those dudes that, uh, that is raised by Joe Rogan, basically, because that dude is a fucking inspiration to so many people my age, like, he gives, he lets, he, like, he, he feeds into, like, your inner, like, your masculinity and that sort of thing, while still being very open, progressive, and a stoner, basically, uh, which is, you know, it's just amazing, isn't it? um, the shit that he's been able to do, and, like, I'm definitely not alone, like, there's so many other dudes that I know that, uh, have Joe Rogan as their main inspiration for shit, and I'm not, I don't think he's my main inspiration, I think, like, in terms of, uh, entertainers and things that I look up to, like, Joe Rogan's up there, but I would probably name, uh, Donald Glover as number one, and, uh, Kanye shortly after that, and Joe Rogan, they're my, uh, they're my holy trinity of, uh, male, masculine, uh, inspirations for life, basically. What the fuck am I talking about? Anyway, uh, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. If you got this far, thank you so much. Follow me on Twitter at Phoenix Trinidad, P H O E N I X T R I N I D E D. Uh, yeah, that's it for it. See you, guns, boy.